before the arenas, before the awards. And the ACM for male vocalist is... This is Before Nashville. And welcome back to Before Nashville, where we're introducing the country stars of tomorrow to the country fans of today. And I've got a young lady who's had quite the trip to Nashville. She's originally from Michigan. Now she's in Nashville. And... Um, it's Sarah Faith, and we were talking earlier, you're about to go to Florida, and I'm guessing that's a vacation, right? Total vacation, yeah, just a couple days. <laughs> so when you did the transition from Michigan to Nashville, what was that like? Fast. <laughs> uh, I mean, really fast. Um, some people are gonna hear this and they're gonna be like, okay, you and your husband are completely crazy. So. To kind of break it down, um, I was in a band when I was in Michigan, and mm -hmm. um, it just became clear that the universe had other plans for us. And people were asking us, you know, when are you gonna start your solo thing? Are you gonna do your own thing? Do you write your own music? And just like so many people were asking me that, I was like, okay, I think I get the hint. Right. I think I'm supposed to do my own thing. I think I'm supposed to write my own music and do my own thing. And Ryan was like, okay, well, you know, we, we can do that. Like, since we had been even dating and like just starting dating, we knew we didn't want to live in Michigan our whole life. You know, we both spent majority of our life in Michigan and we're just like, it's too cold. We really would like to move South. Right. So it even started, you know, four and a half years ago uh, of just us being like, okay, at one point in our life, we would like to move. Well, then all these people start asking us about Nashville and we're like, uh, okay, you guys are getting a little bit creepy. So we decided, I mean, it was just getting weird. I was like, uh, what's going on? Um, so we decided to have a local realtor come over to our house and she was like, well, I don't even think I have to put this on the market. I think I have a buyer for you right now. And we were like, huh? That is not wow. why we invited you over, lady. Get out of our house. <laughs> <Right>? Wow. <laughs> so... I mean, like, it wasn't the first people, but, like, the second people, that second set of people that walked through our house bought it, cash off. Wow. We were like, shit, now we don't have a house. Um, <laughs> I guess we should consider buying a house now. Um, so, I mean, it was just so strange how it all worked out. Um, I had been down uh, for the CMA Fest last year with my band. Right. And uh, Ryan and I were considering moving so we kind of were scoping out areas to live now we didn't really get very far because we were only down here for like two days but a bartender we were just bombing around music row and this bartender's like well i'm a realtor and we were like that's really weird <laughs> so we sell our house from under our own butts and we're like i guess we need a realtor now i guess we're calling maddie so we call her and we're like hey uh strange thing we really need to buy a house we don't have one right now and we ended up buying our house on FaceTime and we were down here within a month. I mean, my husband wow. had not, my husband had not seen the house that he was signing on until he stepped foot in it and we were putting boxes in it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's over there signing. Like I went over there and I was like, where do I need to sign? I have to go because the movers are coming. So I dropped him off there. Well, we took both of our cars down. I right. came with him to sign stuff. I signed the places where I needed to sign. I'm like, okay, see ya. And I left to come meet the movers here while he finished doing the paperwork and he stepped foot in it for the first time when we were putting our boxes in. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is crazy. I mean, it was like, boom, boom, you're, go you're going to Nashville. We're like, okay. Wow. That is yeah. unbelievable. And what does he yeah. do? He works in, um, he works for a company called, um, Encompass. So he does home care and hospice. 
Okay. He's a, a district manager. Okay. So, I mean, but he's also the, an aspiring golf pro, so he's all over the place. Oh, top golf he must be his favorite place most of the time. Oh yeah, and he understands <laughs> the the hunger and thirst of chasing a dream. So I'm like super blessed. Well, and that means a lot because, you know, Nashville is a place where you do go hungry and you do go thirsty quite often. I mean, my first question after you were talking about you guys selling your house so quick was, was this like uh, we got to live in our car type of thing, you know, for a little while? Um, well, we were able to work the deal. We added an extra 15 days onto the house in Michigan because um, we needed those extra 15 days to actually find the house so by the time we had 45 days for closing there and 30 days of closing here it all just kind of worked out okay there are just some things for timing that we literally can't explain like my husband didn't even have a job before we decided to move down here but he found a, a random um lead on linkedin decided to follow it and now that's the job he has like there were a lot of things that happened there that really just aren't explainable they just worked out like right. you know and the movers are like well it could take up to seven days for your stuff to get there we were like well let's pray it doesn't and it came the second that it should have i mean everything just fell into place wow that is amazing that's such a yeah. that's a great story it's <laughs> I mean, amazing kind of scary but it's great I don't, well and i feel like the universe used up all its blessings in one fell swoop like i don't i can't ask for anything else <laughs> like, right you right. know like here you go there you have it and i'm just like okay um, i'll fend for myself the rest of the way thanks so much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you, and, and you're doing such a good job. Now, was there a little bit of culture shock between Nashville or between Michigan and Nashville? Uh, yes, in a good way. I always say, and my husband would agree, we don't feel like we left home as much as we feel like we moved home. We really feel like we fit in more down here. Um, there were some people that were like, you know, in the South, they might have a little bit of a hard time accepting a Northerner. But I really think that that's kind of why, one of the reasons that we left, um, because mm -hmm. You know, not to hate on the Northerners, but I, I think that sometimes there's a science to cold weather just making you a cold soul. <laughs> right. And um, <laughs> we just we just didn't want any more cold weather. So we moved down here and we are just happy as clams. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. that is awesome. So when you started out, um, what age basically were you when you started into music? Oh, uh, well, I started, uh, I've been singing ever since I could probably talk. I mean, the back seat was like the best stage growing up. It was like the best. Um, but I'll say I started choir as soon as I could. You know, it was, it was an elective in middle school, and I just started singing and really had a, a huge thirst for reading music and, and just learning how it worked. And, you know, then I started doing uh, choir and high school and I was in all kinds of honors choirs and I did choir on partial vocal scholarship in college and I was just I was just always had my fingers in different musical things and I really couldn't explain why because you know it's not like I come from an extremely musical family outside of like big music fans I mean my dad can right. recite to you any band that ever existed from the time he's been born onward like he just really loves music I'm not going to tell you he's extremely musically talented, but he right. loves music. <laughs> there is a difference. <laughs> there is a difference. So, I mean, as far as like, you know, level of ability, I really don't know where any of that stuff came from. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe it's in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really just, just kind of started in choir and then 
I wanted to learn how to play guitar and I wanted to learn how to play piano and I was playing the recorder and irritating my parents and whatever. <laughs> you know? Who who are your influences in your music? That's my dog, Kenzie. She's not a musical influence by any means. <laughs> I didn't know if it was yours or mine because well, mine she's completely <laughs> toned up and a little bit senile. Hey, can you stop? I'm busy. Thank you. Um I'll say uh, a ton of um, a huge genre of musical influence for me is classic rock. It's like what my dad raised me on. Um, right. I mean, I, I must have been the only 14 year old that asked for the Rush album and got it in my stocking for Christmas. Like, <laughs> it's a serious problem, like seriously. So, you know, always rock music, um, a ton right. of it. I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac fan. I'm a huge Ashton McBride fan. Um, just a grace i love grace potter as well just like that kind of like rock vibe is kind of more my window i think right i, I will say this we are, are definitely on board with i i love classic rock and ashley mcbride ashley is actually going to be in our area coming up in august and i am so excited about it yeah uh, the, the only thing that i'm worried about is they're not they may not do meet and greets and i'm like oh my gosh that's gonna break my heart well, yeah. I think maybe uh, a little hack into that. Uh, I you don't like obviously you're not going to like walk around stalking her, but like there's a good chance she'll maybe just be checking out the local fair. I mean, she's a, she's right. I've met her twice. She's so down to earth. I always say she doesn't know it yet, but we're best friends. Right. She uh, she <laughs> came down a couple of years ago. We have brothers Osborne. Well, the rodeo. We have a big rodeo. It's a four day rodeo, and they have music every night. And um, brothers Osborne were here and she was down here then and mm -hmm. listening to them and just really hit it off with the guys at the rodeo. They're a great bunch of guys. And um, so that's why they brought her. So, I mean, that and the fact of, you know, she's a badass. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a badass. That's the way yeah. it goes. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, I, I look up to her so. a lot, especially as you were talking about earlier. Um, like being a female in the music industry, it can be difficult. And I just really think that, um, I think that she takes that for what it's worth and, and kind of just does her own thing anyway. I don't think she, you know, really does anything in the way of like people pleasing to any extreme extents. Um, right. and I really admire that. I think, you know, a lot of artists will, and they're, you know, their labels, they, they look at the charts and they see where their song's at and they get all excited about their song being at a certain point on a certain chart. And I don't think Ashley's one of those people. I don't think she's a chart watcher like a lot of them are. Yeah. You know, she, she understands the struggles of a female in country music. I mean, she's put out some great music that has been released to radio that hasn't done super good right for whatever reason and i don't know what that reason is other than uh corporate pds that have no clue what they're doing that don't need to be pds um, <laughs> and, i mean you know it's it's one of those things where good music is good music it doesn't matter whether it's um you know uh, signed to a major label or if they're an independent, it's good music. Um, you know, I was listening to some of your music before we got on here, and uh, it's it's good music. I mean, that's what it boils down to. It's Thank stuff you. that, you know, it, it needs to be heard, 
and for it not to be heard is a crime in my book. I mean, let me get back over. I've got your, I'm on two different computers here, so give me a, a second to kind of look and see what we got going. But I, I had your bio pulled up and I was looking at that, but I don't ever go by the bios anyway. Oh Lord. Uh, <laughs> that bio has been written and rewritten and edited and probably needs to be edited again already. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess mean, who I, the writer I was, of the bio is? You're looking at her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was listening to. I I, I just kind of went through and skimmed the songs that you have up on your your site. Which now are all these songs on your EP that are on um, the, you know, the website? I don't, I don't I don't quite have an EP. Are you on my SoundCloud? Uh, well, I'm on the website that's got them up. I'm looking at Before You and Rock Bottom, Insomnia, Let Me Down, and Gloria. So okay, so I'm yeah, that's those connected to your SoundCloud, yeah, yeah. So those are the first five demos that I ever did in Nashville. Okay. Um, so those were all um, options that I was thinking about recording, and then Before You got the official vote, and I went ahead with that one. Um, Rock Bottom is still one that I would really love to cut because. It's one that is so personal for me. And then there are three more self-produced demos that are on my SoundCloud that I'm mm -hmm. really interested in cutting as well. So it's an ever-evolving okay. list of things. Um, right. But yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of music that I have been writing and, and working on. And, and like you say, I just, I just hope, my highest hope, you know, if it doesn't end up on the radio, I just want people to hear it because I want people to hear my story. And I just, I just want to give people hope through the hell that I had to live when I was younger, because honestly, like I can call it hell because I know that I came through it and um, I wouldn't be here without all of that. So that's right. um, kind of the reason that I do music is, is it's not, it's not about me. It's about, it's about giving that back. You mentioned that rock bottom was kind of the song that. I guess talked, I, I'm guessing it talks a lot about where you were at one point in your life. Give me a backstory on Rock Bottom. Tell me a little bit about that song. Sure. Um, so growing up, um, my parents divorced when I was very young, when I was five. And they divorced because my mom was an alcoholic. And I, I don't blame my dad for not wanting to be married to her anymore. So they went their separate ways. And of course my mom got custody of me because that's what happens when you divorce. The, the mom always gets custody unless there's a reason for her not to get custody. Shortly after that, my mom decided that she was not only going to be an alcoholic, but she was also an abusive alcoholic. So my dad and I spent many years trying to convince the court system that it was actually a really horrible idea for me to live with my mom. And it was a better idea for me to live with my dad. Right. And all along, like even once my dad got custody of me and I went through high school and I went through college, my mom would still call and she'd be hit and miss and she'd be here and there and drinking and all this stuff. And I eventually got to a point where I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't speak to you anymore because you call me when you are just so drunk that like we can't even have a conversation and it's toxic for me and I just can't do it. And I didn't have a lot of fans when I chose to make that decision, but it, I knew it was what was best for me and, and right. what I wanted to do. Um, it, it was just like literally driving me deeper into a hole to, to just go through that journey with her. And she didn't want to, like, she probably wanted to get sober many, many times, but it just never worked out. So I think the song is really inspired by that, by how many times I watched her try to get sober, but nothing was ever her rock bottom. Um, 
And I mean, she lost custody of me and that wasn't her rock bottom. And I'm an only child. I mean, I'm the only kid that she ever had. And that wasn't enough. And, and she lost her house and she lost her jobs and she lost, she lost everything. And ultimately three and a half years ago, she passed away. She drank herself to death and there was just never, there was never a rock bottom for her. But the hopeful side of that is I'm, I'm, my husband is coming up on his 10 year sobriety anniversary. So it's very hopeful that some people find their rock bottom and some people don't. So it's just such a mystery to me um, still how some people's rock bottom can be so much lower than um, other people's. And, and I just, um, I wrote the song with my friend Bailey Ingle, who also understands addiction from a very close perspective. That's not her own. Um, So we wrote it and we both, we both just started crying after we wrote it and we were like, okay, we think this is something. Um, and just the more we played it, the more we loved it. And it's just, it just really speaks to that emotion of just trying to love someone through addiction, just wondering when they're ever going to get clean. Right. Tomorrow, you get to a point where all your songs are mastered, they're put out on an EP, you want to release one to radio. And, and I'm just going by the five songs that you have up here right now. You may have others that you want to do as well, but these are the ones that I'm familiar with. So if you picked one of these songs that you're going to release to radio, would it be Rock Bottom or would it be one it, of the others? It would be Rock Bottom. 1, very 000%. good song, by the way. I did listen Thank to you. it. It was a very good song. Very Thank touching. You. And I could tell that there's a lot of, of Sarah Faith in there. I mean, it's like kind of an autobiographical song, if you would. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really one that I think people, you know, need to hear. And since we want them to hear it let's let's just stop right here and let's let's let them listen to rock bottom we'll play that real quick okay great i did everything not to write this because some things are better left unsaid but i saw myself in the reflection who I saw was not what I expected So tell me, was it worth it to Run from those who run to you? Did you really ever think we'd just give up? Tell me, are you better now Running with your cool kid crowd While we're all stuck watching you self-destruct If I could look you in between you and I Where is your rock bottom? I thought if I didn't talk about it I'd finally learn to get you off my mind But every time I turn dug the hole deeper why am i surprised so tell me was it worth it to run from those who run to you did you really ever think we'd just give up tell me are you better now running with your cool kid crowd 
wasn't worth it to run from those who run to you did you ever really think we'd just give up back with Sarah Faith on Before Nashville and that was Rock Bottom and it is just an amazing song. It's one that like I said it's very feels to be very autobiographical and I can tell that it was one that that it touches you and it's going to touch a lot of people. I appreciate you know? that. Thank you so much. It's you know it's one of those things where you know, sometimes when you're playing songs in bars it's hard to play a song about addiction in a bar. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say the times when I have done it, it's, it's been good things. There's people that come up to me that say, you know, that song was amazing. I struggle with addiction or my family struggles with addiction or I lost my dad or I lost my mom. There's just people that come with all different stories that, right. you know, there's a lot of ways to hope that someone reaches a rock bottom. And there's a lot of people that may or may not reach it and we're connected to them in different ways. Right. And that's the, that's the exact thing I was thinking about the song when you were saying that is, you know, like you were talking about your mom, she lost you, she lost her house, she lost her job, she lost everything. She never got to her rock bottom. But if you're playing it in a bar, there may be somebody there that is struggling and they don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden they realize I'm at my rock bottom. Yeah. I got to make a change. You know, if, if I don't make a change, um, then to, I may never see tomorrow. Yeah. And I, I think that actually that exact situation is what keeps me playing the songs, even if I feel like I'm scared to play them, because um, just like there are certain things I can't explain about how I got to Nashville, there's certain things I can't explain about the songs that I write or the ideas right. that are planted in my mind. And if I hang on to them, you never know who's supposed to hear them. Right. Who are some of your writing influences? Oh, again, I, w I would probably have to say Ash McBride again, because I know mm -hmm. she has a hand in um, most, if not all the things that she writes, um, probably all of them. I'm probably misspeaking. Um, and then, you know, I'll honestly say um, until I started songwriting, I didn't really know a lot mm -hmm. about songwriting. Um, my songwriting is very much inspired by therapists in the past telling me it was a really good idea to journal my feelings because it was a better coping mechanism than lashing out. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, it was better to let my notebook have it than to lash out and harbor the anger. Right. Um, but now being on the other side, um, I mean, I'm, I'm just really inspired by a lot of artists that I've come across that I know write their own stuff. Right. Um, you know, like Ashley, and um, there's a girl 
whose stuff I've just come across and her name is escaping me. Um, I believe her last name is Labrie. I believe that she writes her own stuff. Um, you know, Old Dominion, they write a lot of their stuff. I think Brothers right. Osborne are two amazing talents. Um, you know, and just beyond that, I, I just really think I, I find a lot of inspiration just, just from kind of letting my, just letting it kind of ooze out of me. And I'm, right. you know, I'm not here to say like, I'm my own inspiration because where's the humility in that? But I honestly, I think that, you know, just letting myself be vulnerable is, is where right. it kind of comes from. I just, I just try to unapologetically and fearlessly be vulnerable. Well, and the, to me, the best songs are the ones that you have experienced, if that makes any sense at all. When you write oh, totally. a song, you, I mean, you can't, I, I don't feel you can effectively write a song if you haven't experienced what you're writing about. Now, why do you think I don't have any whiskey songs? It's because I don't know anything about whiskey. <laughs> And, and everybody, I, everybody I has a whiskey song. I, have, I mean, you know, I have a physical angry reaction to beer. When I put it in uh -huh. my mouth, I spit it right back out. So I don't have a beer song either. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, uh, uh, well, you'll still do well. How's that? Maybe one day. <laughs> never you, say never. You can always get with a writer that has that experience and the two of you can write the song. How's that? That's that. I will, I will go at it from that angle. I will yeah. be in the room and I will be considered a writer on the tune. I, I've never been on a boat and been to an island and um, experienced the joy of just laying out in the sun on the deck of a boat. So I could never write a, a Kenny Chesney song. <laughs> I'm not a songwriter anyway. I can give you titles all day long. Ask me for a title. If you can write a song off a title, hey, I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the best way to have a boat is to have a friend that has a boat anyway. So you're not missing out. <laughs> They're expensive to take care of. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't I've afford that expense right now. You know, no it's chance. like, wow. Um, so I, I'm, I'm looking through my notes here. Speaking of, of writers that you're familiar with and songs you're familiar with and, and Ashley McBride being a big influence on you, um, what is one song that you've heard that you go, damn, I wish I would have wrote that song? Oh, boy. Uh, there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, but what's, what's one that, uh, that, I, that I recently there's like a thousand Ashley songs that I've heard that I, that I wish right. I wrote. Um, one of them is Sparrow. One of them is Never Will off her newest album. Right. Um, but I, I think also, um, you know, if I'm thinking about like my roots and, and the kinds of things that I listen to, um, you know, I'm super inspired by, you know, Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood mm. Mac. And I, I aspire to kind of have that sort of sound. So I wish I would have, you know, written some of those things that they kind of, um, you know, Grace Potter has a couple songs. I have a, a Spotify playlist and it's called Things That Inspire Me. Um, and there's a couple songs on there by Grace Potter. Um, and one's called Empty Heart and it's really rocky and really edgy. But the message is, why won't you let me fill up your empty heart? And I think that is such a good visual because 
sometimes when you're trying to love someone and they won't let you, it's not a you thing. It's a them thing. They just, they're so empty. They don't know how. Right. And I think that's so smart. And then also um, she's got a song that's called um, nobody's born with a broken heart. And I think that's also like we, we are born a certain way. We're born babies and helpless and blameless. And then these things happen throughout our lives that, that kind of scar us and mold us and push us in different directions. But right. I wasn't, I'm not born with a, you know, a strange relationship with my mom. It, it just evolved that way. Right. You know, and I learned a lot through the mess. You know, I, I wasn't born with the knowledge that I have, but I gained it in different steps along the way. So I think, um, you know, I really, I'm really inspired by Grace Potter and how she writes too. Yeah. She, she is a really good writer. I, I haven't, got into a lot of her music yet but it's still what i have listened to is is pretty cool and um um you've answered so many of these questions already that it's like <laughs> i might as well just wad this up and throw it away i um, can't help it i'm a talker <laughs> but you're you're great you're great you're on a desert island and you can only have one thing with you other than what's on the island, what is the one thing that you would have to have? Is food on the island? There's ways to get it. Yeah, you may have to kill it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kill okay, so and cook it yourself, you know. More, I'm going to have to turn into more of a survivalist than I already am. Right. Yeah. Catch uh, that great. iguana and fry that little sucker up, you know, have make you your own barbecue sauce. Have you Cast Away? It's fine. I will talk yes. to the trees. It will be fine. Um... <laughs> You know, I, I need my guitar. I honestly, I really, I really need my guitar. Um, I'm, and I'm just, I'm just assuming that I'm stranded with my husband because I need him too. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah we, we'll, we'll, we'll allow you to have him there already. <laughs> and then and he, could, he, can, he can go kill all the things and I'll write some songs. There you go. <laughs> um, and, and it's funny you mentioned your guitar because I saw you in an interview and you had just gotten your acoustic guitar. Uh, oh which is a, if I remember right, a Fender. Yeah. And you named it. And let me see if I have the name right. I may be wrong, but I believe it was Sophia. Sophie. Yep. Sophie. Okay. I yeah, you got it. I was close. Now you have this, and and I'm not sure what brand it is. To me, it looks like a Gretsch. I'm I'm oh, a musical guy. Yeah. You're white. Just grab her. Yeah, your your white electric guitar that this is thing. that is absolutely gorgeous. Yep. That is uh, this amazing. Is a, this is the Epiphone Emperor Limited Edition. It's white, um, gold hardware. Um, it's got, it's the best. It it's got a beautiful sound. I can tell you that, it's and it's a beautiful guitar. Yeah, uh, she's pretty. She's very pretty. This was a, a birthday gift from my husband last year, and I mean, I am I'm in love with it. Her name is Gloria. I, okay. So there's a song that's on my um, SoundCloud that's called Gloria, and it's actually uh, about this guitar. Okay, I was gonna ask you about that because I saw it At, when I first saw it. I thought it was like the Laura Branigan song Gloria, you know. And yeah. I'm a Louis Blues fan. So I'm like, oh, cool. She did a cover of Gloria. And then I listen to it and I go, no, that's not it. <laughs> no, nope. It's a, a hollow box made up of wood and strings because she's a hollow body. So yeah, we wrote, we wrote, me and my friend Kyle Reif wrote a song about Gloria. 
Very beautiful guitars. Both of them are. The uh, Sophie and Gloria are both very, very beautiful. Thank um, you. So here's here's another one of those questions that make you go, hmm. All right. Okay. I, if, you I could like have, if you could have dinner with any artist, living or dead, who would it be and what oh. would the conversation be about? Shoot. Um... Can it be a band? It can be, yeah, any artist or band. Maybe I need to, to, to widen that out a little bit. You know what? Um, I would say Freddie Mercury. Wow. I really would. Um, I think that, oh, just who he was and the time that he was who he was was such a different kind of atmosphere i mean it was just once people found out that he was gay it was just like so not okay and i just um i think that his true fans probably still stuck by him i mean right how many how many people nowadays they you know they have loved queen ever since queen was a thing um but i just god that guy could sing and i just i feel like just me as a person i was meant to be born about 30 years before i was born anyway Right. Um, because uh, in true millennial fashion, I don't have the patience to like actually research all this crap. Like I just, I want to like go back 50 years and like know these people from when they were up and coming. You know, I just want to, right. I, I don't want to have to go learn it. I don't want to read it. I just want to know uh, it. <laughs> don't don't want to have to research where their first show was and all that stuff. That's, that's always no. a pain. Oh, it's so sad, you know, isn't it? And and I have a lot of bands that I, I know that kind of stuff, you know, just from reading about them and stuff that I'm aware of, um, you know, outside of country. Country is my number one genre, but I love, like I said, I love classic rock. I was big into Kiss when I was in middle school. Of course, I oh. was back in the 80s. So, um, yeah, you know. <laughs> you're only like 35 years old, so it's right. fine. Right. Um, the 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 screen makes my beard look gray. It has nothing to do with the actual coloration. It's, a, it's, it's really a, a light blonde. It's a filter. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but I was, I was a huge Kiss fan. And then when I got into high school, it changed into some, I was really into the hard rock scene in the high school, you know, the hair bands of, of the eighties and uh, yeah. things like that. So I really got into those guys. Um, and country came along later, but I've just fallen in love with it because Country music, this is one of the things that I've learned about country music. There is no truer genre than country music, simply because of, of artists like you and the way they write their songs and they write them from experience. Um, you know, um, yeah. when you think now, you know, you take like Stevie Nicks. I know some of the songs that she wrote were uh, you know, that she, that she wrote were songs that were from experience. Leather and Lace was one, um, you know, about her past relationship and stuff like that. Um, so I, I understand that, but I think country music is just so much truer than most genres are. I would yeah. agree. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about pop music or rock music, I think that the the goals of those musics those types of music are are different you know pop mm -hmm. music you know it, it's a it's a bouncy happy thing like right. you can tell a story in a pop song but i will be the first to admit that when i like a pop song it's not 
always because of the words first. It's because right. of the sound first and the beat first. And when I like a rock song, sometimes I don't even know the dang words to the song. I'm just like, oh, that riff was so cool. Exactly. But like, sometimes like in country, what's different is that the, the words are, are normally at the forefront and it's, it's what hits you first. So I, I can agree with that. That's what's different right. about country. As much as I don't brand myself as a country, country artist, because I'm just influenced by so many other things. Right. I think that that is really true to me is that storyteller aspect. Right. Now, with what you just said, um, if you had to brand yourself in a, I call them a subgenre of country, there's, you know, there's country pop, there's country rock, there's bro country, there's bra country, you know, <laughs> and, and all these subgenres that it seems like country has now. What would you, how would you brand Sarah Faith. Uh, well, and I will put this as a disclaimer. If you if you listen to the latest single that I just put out, it does have more of a mainstream pop country ish vibe. That okay. was a very intentional thing because it's my first song that I'm actually putting out, and I wanted to make sure that I didn't come out with this obscure thing that was going to be like, "Who is this lady, and why is she doing mm -hmm. this?" Um, but it's 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 definitely more on the rock side of things from a production standpoint um, while still kind of fitting into that mainstream mold. So it was intentional. That was an intentional right. decision. However, um, for me, I feel most aligned with more of that Americana feel and more okay. of that kind of Southern rock, but kind of not, you know, I've got kind of more, a little bit of a raspy tone that sometimes you can mm -hmm. hear when I talk, but comes out a little more when I sing. Um, but definitely, um, on that, like alt country, country rock vibe would probably be more, uh, aligned with where I'm really going. Okay. Okay. Now with, with your, the song that you released and you were talking about it being more on the poppy side and, and kind of a mainstream type feel from, from what you've explained to me about who you feel you are do you feel like that you're being still being true to yourself or do you feel like that you're kind of, uh, and, and I'm not trying to be controversial. Don't misunderstand no. me, but do you feel like you're being true to yourself or do you feel like you're trying to get that for lack of a better word, notoriety? Well, um, I, I have a, a rule for myself okay. and if, if something if something on a track feels like it's not me, it goes. Right. For example, we recorded slide on the track. I said, no, we're not doing slide. We took it out. We recorded synthesizer on the track. I said, no, we're not doing that. Take it out. Took it out. There, there was banjo in there. It was too country, like country bumpkin. I was like, this is great. All, all, and, and to no discredit of the players, because they were amazing. My session musicians were amazing. Everything was incredible. Um, I just knew that I needed more guitar and more drums. <laughs> right, um, right. And, and I think for me, um, the story, the story in the song is, is so personal to me. Um, my rule is, you know, if, if I love it, I'm into it. I mean, right. I don't, I don't intend 
for my music to be, you know, it's, it's not about me and it's for everyone else. Um, but if, if I don't like it and it doesn't sound like something that I would do or I would listen to, or, you know, if it doesn't feel true to me, it's not going out. Right. right. Um, and, and I do think in that way, I was still being very true to myself because I, I just knew that I really wanted, I really needed that song to, to go first. Okay. Um, and I also, you know, there's been numerous conversations that I've had about, you know, where do you think you fit in and what do you think and what inspires you? And, and my influences are so all over the place that I don't feel any, for lack of a better term, guilt. I don't feel weird at all with, with, you know, not every song sounding like it fits in the same lane. I don't feel weird about that. Um, you know, and some people may disagree with this opinion that I have, but you know, I just don't, feel a supreme need to kind of narrow myself to one lane or put myself in a box. Exactly. So sometimes when people say, you know, what kind of music do you make? I'm like, I like to make things that I think sound good. You know, I know that I'm a vintage vibe kind of person. I know I'm an old soul. I know I love my guitars and I love that hollow body sitting there. So if I have a chance to put that kind of sound on, on a, a song then I'm, then I'm going to do it. And if I can, the more rock vibes I can pull out of something, I'm, I'm always going to be for that as well. Um, and then I just think that there's so much music out there that applies to different vibes anyway, that I don't really know how much it matters to pick a genre anyway. Right, right. If you were approached by a young artist who has just gotten into music, and their dream is to be in Nashville and to record. And with the, the situation that, that you've been in, what is one piece of advice that you would give them? Uh, don't get impatient. Um, uh, if there's anything that I've learned in my short time here uh, or has been reinforced, um, the, the plan, the master plan is, is usually never my own. Um, there's, there are other things that, that have the master plan and it's above my pay grade. Um, it, I just think that the more impatient you get, it's, it's not a, it's not a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right. You know, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna break through the noise miraculously immediately. Um, and, and so the more you can stay true to yourself and the more patience you can have, I think the better off. What's one of the big things that you found about Nashville as an artist um, beside that of, of not being impatient and just kind of going with the flow? What is one thing that you have found out that you go, man, I really didn't know that before, but it, it's a good thing for me to know now. Yeah, I would say, and I, le- I continue to learn it. If you, if you want to play music in places, there are plenty of places for you to do so. And sometimes it gets hard to delineate which ones really align with what you want to do and where you want to go and which ones are just an opportunity to play music. And I don't think that every place that offers to play should be a yes, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I think that 
when I first got here, I was just doing everything I could and, and anything I could, you know, playing wherever. And while it's important for practice to play live, um, I think that, you know, once you kind of figure out things that align with you and things that don't align with you, I think it's okay to get a little choosy and you don't have to say yes to every single thing that, that comes your way. I don't think you're, I don't think you're losing ground by passing up something that doesn't completely align with you. Right. That's very interesting. Very good, but very interesting. And, and I get it. I mean, you know, um, it, Nashville, again, it's a, it's a hard town. It really is. And it and, can be. Yeah. A lot yeah. That's, that's a very common thought process. Right. And, you know, they call it a 10 year town and, and most people that I've talked to say, you know, the 10 years, it, it you can't put a time limit on your creativity. So you can't say, you know, in 10 years, this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. um, but the, 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 the adage of Nashville being a 10 year town is it's not coming from you. It's coming from Nashville, you know, 10 years, you don't get to where we think you need to be. You're done. And that's, that's unfortunate. You know, a lot of great artists, a lot of great musicians, of songwriters um, try to to crunch everything into that 10 years and then they they feel like that they're not where they want to be so it's the end of their career and that's not even true no you know um, yeah I think that it's, it's about consistency and it's a lot about playing the long game I think that uh something I, I do I do a lot of coaching um receiving of coaching, not giving of coaching. Um, and a lot of mindset work as well. Um, and I, I'd be honestly very much more lost without it, <laughs> honestly. Right. Um, but there's something that we say in our groups and it's, it's the only way that you ensure failing at something is to quit. Right. Um, so truly I believe that you know, the things that are planted in my heart and in my mind um, that I believe are my work to do on this planet, the only way that I fail at doing those things is if I quit. So, right. you know, somewhere between here and there, there's going to be a lot of steps and you can't do step 50 before you do step one through 10. Um, and it's a lot about trust and it's a lot about faith. Um, but, but I know for a fact that the only way I fail is if I quit. Right. Now, August 29th, you're going to be in St. Peter's, Missouri for Freedom Jam. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited about this show. Um, I'm, my wife and I are planning on being there, and I'm super excited uh, for the show. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, and Brian has been so good to us. I mean, just bringing us in on board. I mean, you know, helping us launch the podcast and stuff like that with the artists. Yeah. And you are, are one of those artists. I mean, you've got Matt Wynn on the bill, you've got uh, uh, Molly's on there and um, Walker County, which I've seen Matt and I are really good friends. And it's just it, it, the quality of the artists that are on this bill goes back to what I said, you know, these are artists that, need to be heard i mean this is a high quality show yeah i don't know what the heck i'm doing there <laughs> <laughs> i don't I, know i think brian actually was like 
he forgot he asked me, but now he's stuck. So right, yeah, you're you're in there now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, one one quick question, and and this kind of ties into that because I I, I know a, several of the artists are going to be doing acoustic, and some are going to have a band, or they're going to have like a a backup or a, a guitar player or something like that. And it depends on, you know, being cost effective and stuff like that. And I totally understand that, especially now with the times that we're in and, you know, shows being canceled. And that's been really hard on a lot of artists because they don't have that income coming in. Um, and hopefully things are going to start opening back up. But with that, and you are, are you one of the ones that will be doing acoustic or, or, you know, I, I don't want to say acoustic because you may have, you know, Gloria with you and play her. Yeah. No, um, I will just be bringing Sophie and uh, we're just yeah. going to do acoustic. I think um, because I'm sort of a late addition to the party, it's going to mm -hmm. be just like a, a little like three or four song showcase squeeze in. Um, okay. He actually also invited me to open the day by singing the national anthem, which I was very, very humbled by. Cool. Um so yeah, it's it's going to be a little bit of a short set for me, but I'm super grateful to even be asked to do that. And I was like, Brian, you do not have to do that. Like you've had your lineup set, like, don't let me interrupt your flow. And he's like, no, I'm going to get you up there. I'm like, okay, Brian, whatever you say. <laughs> you the boss. <laughs> You're right. This is an awesome idea. I was trying to talk you out of it. <laughs> right. Right. I just wasn't trying that hard. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Well, it's, I tell you, it has been a pleasure talking with you. I can't wait to see you at Freedom Jam. I think it's going to be a great show. I think people are going to enjoy it. And um, I'm hoping that through the podcast and putting, you know, the artists out there that are going to be there, that um, it kind of adds to the, um, the, the size, you know, more people are there. I, I know that uh, um, tickets are, are on sale and they are getting kind of, down a little bit. I mean, as far as the numbers of what they have left to sold, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, they also, I mean, there's, there's lodging there if you're going to stay the night, which I'm sure my wife and I will, because we live about two and a half hours from there. And uh, that late at night, I'm not going to drive home. So. <laughs> no. And it's, I mean, it's all day. It's, it's like at the end, yeah. if you're not exhausted, you didn't do it right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a nine, 10 hour day. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So, and, and I'm, I, I feel like that, you know, I, this is what I've told several of the artists I've talked to and, and you, uh, there's, there's just something that I feel like is really, um, one of my cats is in here. I'm sorry. I'm seeing a shadow. <laughs> it's kind of freaking me out a little bit. Um, but I, I want you to come back on even after that. I want to put you back on and I want to just dedicate the time totally to you to where, because I, I think once we get past Freedom Jam, your fan base is going to grow. And I want to, I want to see where you're at, you know, in, in a few months down the road. Well, I appreciate that so much. I just, um, it's been, it was a, a gift to even, you know, spend this time with you and hang out and, and just kind of answer a few questions and things like that. I just, I really appreciate that. And I would absolutely love to come back. I mean, I hope the fan base grows. That would be amazing. Um, and we'll just have to see how it works out. I, I truly believe it will. And like you said, we'll have to see how it works out. So, 
Um, again, Sarah Faith, she's going to be a part of Freedom Jam 2020 coming up August 29th in St. Peter's, Missouri. You can get tickets at eventbrite.com. Go on there. You can also get on their Facebook page and order them through that, which will take you to Eventbrite. They also, right now, uh, Brian let me know the other day, they, have, uh, they were going to cut off their t-shirt sales, but they're continuing the t-shirt sales. And I don't know if the hats are continuing or not. But there's tumblers, and you have to tumblers, get your hands yes. on one of those tumblers. Those things are bad ass. Yes, they are. They I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on your podcast, but they are bad ass. They, hey, you, whatever you want to say, you say. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we are not regulated by the FCC. Fabulous. Um, so, I mean, you get the, the best tumblers. news all day. You, what have I been doing? I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> they also, for the ladies, they have the stimulus wine glasses. Heck you know? yeah, man. So, and my wife loves those. I mean, she's got several of those around the house. And uh, so, you know, just go check them out, uh, support them. It all goes for a good cause with Operation Triage, which is a organization that goes in and they will help um, veterans, first responders, active military with any kind of upgrades they need in their home to help them be more uh, comfortable being in their own home. I mean, Brian was telling me the story of of one veteran that was in a wheelchair and the doorways weren't big enough and he was basically confined to one room, have to sleep in a recliner. And oh, so they're going to no. go in and widen the doors, you know, and stuff. And it's just unbelievable what these guys are doing. That's awesome. Uh, and, and ladies. I mean, it's not just men, it's ladies as well. Yeah. So by all means, if you can be there, um, uh, you know, a, a portion of the proceeds from all of the merch sales goes to Operation Triage. A portion of the ticket sales are going to Operation Triage. Uh, they have tables. If you want to sponsor a table, it's all on Eventbrite. So go to eventbrite.com or go to Operation or uh, to Freedom Jam's Facebook page and find out all the information. Sarah Faith's going to be there. And yeah. I think you are in for a big show um, with her and Sophie and what they're going to bring to Operation <laughs> or, uh, to Freedom Jam. Oh, it, it, well, and I'll say, it, you know, myself aside, I mean, the lineup is just crazy, like we're talking about. I mean, oh, yeah. Walker County, I've listened to some of their stuff, and I'm just like, oh, Lord, like how, uh, I, uh, literally, yeah. I'm not being funny when I say, how in the hell did I make it, like, into the, how did I even crack this lineup? I don't even know. Right. Like, I'm listening to all these people. I'm watching what they've got going on. I'm seeing them as artists, and I'm like, Oh damn! Like they just put together this really awesome yeah, event, and they have. Um, I told Brian I will go. He doesn't even have to put me on a stage. I don't need that. I will just come and support it and see all these amazing people. There's a lot of great talent. Like I said, you got Matt Wynn, you got Molly, you got Peyton Howie, you got Lindsey Bowman. Um, uh, Mackie Roberts is going to be there. The Outskirts Band is going to be there with. Uh, uh, is Carly uh, Rogers on the bill? Uh, yes. I Carly Rogers is on it. Yes, I believe so. Uh, I usually have it pulled up in front of me, but, but it's on my phone and my phone. It's fine. I, I respect you trying to test it for memory. That's very admirable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's so many on there. It's hard to keep up with all of them. It's true. You know? um, and, and I know actually Brian has told me, and I don't know if he wants this out or not. They are already working on the lineup for next year. And Yeah, been, well. <laughs> 
I'm super excited about I mean, a couple I'm of the I'm not going to say anything, but I might be able to squeak a full set in next year's Freedom ah, Jam. There you go. It, there and you it go. might be full band. I don't know anything, but I'm not uh, saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you drop hints that are just way too easy to read, girl. <laughs> but I, have a great be some... I have an amazing poker face. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> no, not at all. No, I can't lie. There, there's going to be some great talent uh, next year, but and there's great talent this year. Like I said, Walker County, I saw those girls in concert uh, this past summer, and uh, they're just amazing. There's and and there's so many. I mean, I told Brian, I said, if you need anybody on these shows, you know, if if you're trying to find somebody, you can't find anybody. And then the other day, he was blowing up my Facebook with different artists that have contacted him and I'm going you don't need my help dude you got this <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, have got this he's got it going on you know, man and he's some great, great stuff thing. so uh, Sarah thanks for coming on and, and hanging out and just just talking I mean this has been awesome um, I've, I've really enjoyed talking to you it's been well, a very good interview Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's honestly a pleasure. Um, your questions are great. Thank you so much for asking such such great questions. I, I hope that I did them justice in answering them. Um, and I just, I really appreciated getting an opportunity to just share a little bit of background about me and why I do what I do. And, you know, just on behalf of all the other artists, um, things like this are so valuable for independent artists. So, you know, I know that we really can't thank you enough for what you do. Oh, well, I, I, my heart is with the independent artist. You know, I, I love the Kenny Chesney's, the Luke Combs, the Ashley McBride's of the world. I love those people. You know, I've had the opportunity to meet most of them and, but they've made it, you know, they, they, they've had their, they, they've got their, their moment. Um, mm -hmm. It's the independent artist. And I see so many, like I said, that I feel like are so deserving of being heard. And once, you know, once we get past uh, this, because this is kind of the initial setup for the podcast, um, you'll be hearing a lot more and you'll be hearing a lot, a lot of great music, a lot of yeah. great music. Yeah, um, I can't wait. So, and, and again, uh, can't wait for you to come back on and join us and be a part of that because you Absolutely. are right up there with, uh, with everybody that uh, I consider to be amazing artists. So Thank you, you so much. I actually, I am now a uh, a before Nashville fan for life because I, I just love you know. There's there are a certain number of things I can discover on my own, and then there are just a certain number of things I need other people's help to discover. So I'm looking forward to the new artists that you bring into my life. Now there's there's a bunch of them. Like I said, I've I've been blessed to meet so many, and they have. I've already had. I mean, my calendar's full probably through the end of July right now. I'm Dang. doing two interviews a week at the moment. Wow. And uh, quite honestly, um, uh, I, I, I do the podcast and it's, it's about an hour long and I use two different artists. I usually do about 30 minutes as far as the interviews go. Um, yours has been so enjoyable. I'm really thinking that you're going to get your own episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. I think that just means you need uh, to cut all the crap in between. <laughs> oh, but that's that's the best part. That is the best part. If um, if if the people listening could have heard the before we started recording, it would have been hilarious. 
it, it was great. There, yeah. Especially the part where the audio interface cut out on us and we couldn't oh, right. hear anything. I, I, but there I'm was, sitting here talking away. You know, and... I mean, I wish I could have just been there, though, because I feel like it cut out in the middle of a super important sentence. I was like, wait a minute, where'd he go? Wait a second, what? Yeah. One minute we were talking about 90s country, and the next minute I was listening to my dog bark. I was like, what the heck? Right. <laughs> it, it was just crazy. I'm like, what? 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 I'm talking, and and you're you're looking, and I'm going. She's not hearing. She's me. not responding. Yeah, and I think okay, <laughs> she's reading my lips or something because she's going. I and I couldn't hear you, and was it was so like weird. you were going. I can't hear anything. <laughs> you talking? I no hear yeah, nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you talky talky. Me no hearing. <laughs> No, Gary. <laughs> so, Sarah, it has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. And Thank you. I, I can't wait for August 29th when we get the opportunity to, uh, to hang out face to face. Hopefully, if things go well, the plan is that we will um, do a podcast from there. Oh, as, heck yeah. But um, I, I don't want to be in the middle of doing a podcast and like you're up singing or somebody else is up singing and I'm talking to somebody else and I'm going, Hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> I really love this song. And the people are like, okay. Yeah. Right, right. You're, you're taking my time away. No, no, yeah. really, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. You, you listen too. You'll learn something. Yeah. <laughs> actually, don't, you, should be, you shouldn't actually even be paying attention to me. Pay attention to them. Right. So, so I don't know if that's going to work or not, but that's, that's kind of what we want to do. But again, it's before Nashville where we're bringing the country stars of tomorrow to the fans of today. And definitely a country star of tomorrow that you guys will be hearing a lot of is Sarah Faith. So keep your, uh, your eyes on. Uh, and by, I, I didn't check. I usually ask this question as well, and I apologize. Social media. You're on Facebook. You're on Instagram. I am. Yes, I am. Facebook, uh, Sarah Faith Music. Instagram is Sarah Faith underscore music. Um, I am on Twitter. I'm just really bad at it. I'm currently mm -hmm. a marketing team of one. I can't do it all. Although I would like to think that I can do it all. Right. Um, I have <laughs> I a website, <laughs> SarahFaithMusic.com. Um, I have a single out if you want to check that out. Um, I'm, I'm all over the place. I mean, okay. I literally feel like I run around like a chick with my head cut off. <laughs> now, musically, are you on um, the, the digital platforms, Spotify, iHeart, I iTunes? Uh... Yes. If you um, look for Sarah Faith and my song is called Before You, you can find it on Spotify. Um, as independent artists, as I'm sure all of you know, we don't make a ton of money. So it means a lot to us if you go grab it on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Um, and uh, I believe I believe that's all the plugs. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of plugs. And, and, and we want everybody to go check it out. So go check out Sarah Faith. And uh, she's got a lot more music other than Rock Bottom that we played earlier. So you're going to enjoy it. Trust me. Um, yeah. Again, Sarah, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on. And uh, we will hopefully see you uh, on the 29th. And then we're definitely going to be talking to you again here uh, before long. Can't wait. Thank you so much, George. <laughs>